The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Our world is always so rush-rush. We can never get any personal time to ourselves, let alone those that we love. Welcome to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. Our mission, to reintroduce kindness and compassion to our busy lives. Remember when life was so much simpler? Gabriella and her guests today will pick up the ball of human kindness and by doing so, empower you to make changes in your own life. And now, here is Gabriella Von Ray. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another Might Radio Show. We have a um, guest today who's going to talk about open adoption. His name, he's a speaker and an author, and his name is Derek Rizzo, and we're calling this segment Promises Made in an Open Adoption. Derek, welcome on the show. Thank you. Thank you, G. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. And for the listeners out there, I'm going to call Derek Rizzo because that's how he likes to be called. So he likes to be called by his last name. Uh, I have nightmares if people call me by my last name, Rizzo, because that means I did something bad at school. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I'm really glad you bring this subject about open adoption um, to the listeners, because I'm adopted myself, and I've always wondered what an open adoption was like. And I think there are so many different ways and so many intricate laws today that most of us really don't know anything about it. Tell us how your story started. Well, my story started from, like most adoptions start, with an unplanned pregnancy. Um, So it was an unplanned pregnancy. Uh, My girlfriend and I, I was 18 years old, and I was was going to college, Mm -hmm. and she was a senior in high school, and we were dating ever since freshman year in high school. So we were like, you know, you know, a high school love. And when that mistake happened, she hid the pregnancy from her parents and her friends, everyone, including me, for three months. And, and then it was about five to six months, and that's when her parents found out. So, and then when her parents found out, just things went downhill. We never thought that we were going to do an adoption, mm-hmm. and we kind of felt the pressure. So, okay. So once that happened, you know, I, I'm like, okay, what do we do? I was going to quit my sports. I, was, uh, I ran cross-country, basketball, and track, all three sports in college, which is hard to do. And I was going to, uh, you know, shut everything down and decide to get a job and do what a, a, a father should do, you know. And that was our plan. And once she presented this adoption thing to me, I was totally in shock had no clue what to do, and I, my response was no. But then down the line, a couple weeks later, hearing from the adoption agency that her family picked, um, it seems like birth fathers had no rights, you know, and that's what we're seeing today in the news. You know, birth fathers 
pretty much don't have a right. And, and how come they don't have rights, Derek? It, I, I mean, you're, you're a parent. Yeah, um, I, I have no clue why they don't have, have a right, but it, it, it seems like this. It takes two to make a baby, but it only takes one of those two to physically carry the child. Um, it also only takes one of those two to deliver the baby. And unfortunately, cases for the birth father, you know, it's just we're out of the picture once, once that happened. Uh, and, and the law states that basically it's really the birth mother's decision when it comes down to it. Um, so I'm clueless about the law myself and at age 18 i'm definitely clueless i'm just listening to what the agency said and mm-hmm. what my girlfriend's saying it's like oh no no you can't you can't keep the baby because that was my first thing i said okay i'll i'll raise the child you know with in my home with my mother you know with my family and that was automatically no um so birth fathers were, were known as the forgotten man and um, so, so now, once we, once I finally said, okay, I love her, I don't want to see her cry anymore, I'm gonna sign these papers and let's do an open adoption. And and the open adoption that we chose was it's called a mediated adoption, which mediated adoptions are where the agency and the adopted parents and the birth parents. Um, we'll all get together, and the the birth parents will choose which adoption, you know, which adopted parents they want. So, for mm-hmm. example, we had five different couples that we had to meet, and we sat down um, at separate times, and we interviewed them. Mm-hmm. And in my case, my girlfriend is white, I'm, I'm black, and, uh, you know, I wanted a biracial couple. I wanted him to be raised in a biracial, you know, atmosphere um, at a home. So we had a fine. The agency had a fine. You know, uh, it was hard. It was hard for her to find that particular couple that I wanted. Because I said, if I'm going to do this, it has to be done this way. And, and mind you, I'm 18. Um, I'm cocky. And I, I say this all the time. I'm a cocky athlete, you know a successful athlete that's winning state championships and, you know, winning all the time and just have that, that mind frame as, uh, hey, it's, it's my way or the highway. And, yeah. and, 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 and that was me. That, that, that was me at 18, and I wanted exactly what I wanted if I'm going to be forced to do this open adoption. Of course. But most of us are like that at 18. <laughs> <laughs> Worldwide. <laughs> Um, so, so now we're, we're, we're sitting down, we, we picked the, the couple that basically but said me, everything that I a, wanted to hear. Go ahead. How do you pick a couple, though, Rizzo? I mean, how, I mean, it sounds really simple, that sentence that you just said, but how do you pick future parents for your child that you haven't even seen yet? Exactly, exactly. Um, well, well, now we know, we, we know already when we're sitting down, we're having a boy. We're okay. having a boy, and then, so when, when these couples come, they sit down at a table at the agency, okay? Mm-hmm. So we, we're sitting down yeah. across from you, mm-hmm. and we're just interviewing you about, like, what do you do? You know, what, what kind of job do you have? Um, how's your home? Show, show us a picture of your home. Um, you know, okay, how about this question? It, let's say if I wanted to 
um, see my baby boy, um, you know, five years from now, six years from now? Are, how open are you for that? Um, you know, see how they respond to that question. Um, what about Thanksgiving dinner? One day in the future, you know, how, how about that? Um, letters, pictures, how often are we going to send them? You know, so we're interviewing, we're, we're picking okay. their brains. And, 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 and was, was religion important too? Just um, religion, yes, we're, we're Christian, we, we're both Christians, and um, of course, um, that, that's another, another thing, you know, what religion yeah. are you? So yes, that, that was another important thing. I, I wasn't going to just um, give, give up my baby boy to someone who's not religious like, like we were. Okay. Um, so, so now we're at the stage where we went to four couples. We only have five to go. So four couples, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel any of them. I, I didn't like them. You know, something was wrong. Uh, so now we're at the fifth couple, and that's where um, the, the, the names are, we'll, we'll use their names as Jackie and Matt. So, okay. so now Jackie and Matt are there, and, and they're, they're so into us. They're answering the questions exactly how I wanted them to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They even suggested, you know, hey, the, the Thanksgiving dinner, like down the line, um, we're definitely going to be sending letters. We're going to do everything that, that, that's needed. Now, mind you, the agency facilitates between the adopted parents and the birth parents. So whenever Yeah, they're the letters, mediators, right? Yes, they're the mediators. So, mm-hmm. so we send it to them. And then they send it to the adoption, adopted parents, and then vice yeah. versa. Adopted parents send it to the agency, agency sends it us. So we don't have their address, we don't know where they live, and we don't have their last name mm-hmm. um, in, in the mediated open adoption. So, okay. so that's where we're at at that point. Um, so we, we, we go on, and the, the two, months, two months later, once, once our baby is born, you know, we, we, we had the baby for three days. So after those three days are up, you know, the, your, your baby boy's gone. And yeah. we, we got to pick the first name. So the first name, I thought of this at 18. I'm sitting there saying, okay, let us spell the name a little unique. Let, let me spell this name unique so in case one day I might have to search for him. Um, and, and I just said it like that. It was just for some reason I, I did that. Um, so, um, now baby boy's off. Two months later, I get the first letter and pictures. Um, and, and it was, it was unbelievable feeling so good that I placed, we placed our baby boy in a, in a lovely home. You know, mm-hmm. this, you know, from that first letter and how, how Jackie wrote to, to us, you know, was, the, the letters was just unbelievable. It was touching. So mm-hmm. as a birth father, which you normally don't hear from, that's why we're called the forgotten man, you never hear from a birth father. And, and that really touched me when I, when I received those letters when I'm in college. I mean, it, it really was getting me through. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, like, for, for example, one of the letters on um, the quotes would be, just always remember this. You will always be a part of ours and Ethan's life. We mean what we say. We're not the ones to break our promises, especially in this situation, because it's too important to us, to you, and most of all, Ethan. Mm -hmm. 
Now, Ethan, these are all fictitious names. Um, Ethan is spelled, just to give you an example of how I spelled it unique, I spelled Ethan, Ethan in my book um, E-Y-T-H-A-N. I threw a Y in that. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that's why I was like, okay, one day I might need to search for him. And it was always in my head, like, one day I might need to search for him. That was very that that in itself is already unique at eighteen to think about the possibility of having to find him. Y- yes, yes, definitely, mm-hmm. and it's, the whole thing is a godsend. Uh, you know, I believe in God. I believe everything happens for a reason, and and this whole story, the open adoption, um, a birth father's journey, it, it's just totally, totally, God be the glory to everything that happens in the story. Um, so, you know, I'm receiving letters like, like, like those, you know, every night when we put him to bed, we tell him how much Jesus loved him, how much we love him and how much you and Sherry loved him. There's not one day that goes by that we don't talk to Ethan about you and Sherry. We want him to know about both of you and how very much you care about him and love him. The two of you are part of our family. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, may, may I ask you real quickly? How did your family react to this open adoption? Your well, mom, your dad. Well, well, well that's a, that's another thing. When, that's when, okay. When, <laughs> when, when when um when she told me about this adoption thing, for one, I was hiding it from my my parents too. I didn't, you know, all those months, five months, no one knew that she was pregnant. You know, so we were just going to tell her right when, you know, probably when she's about to have it or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> just, uh, just out of fear. But, but once the adoption came in, okay, in the place, mm-hmm. I could never tell my mother. I said, I said, oh, my word. If I tell my mother or my dad or my stepmother, like, this is going to be a problem. Like, they're going to yeah. say, no way, Derek. And so I knew that. So out of love, out of that love that I had at 18, knowing that my girlfriend wants this to happen because of her home situation, mm-hmm. and she's saying this is the best for her, I said I'm not going to pull that trigger. I'm not going to tell my parents. So I never told them. Wow. I never told them until I signed the papers, until like the last minute, and then, you know, she's having a baby. Like everyone knows that the baby's going up for adoption, and, and my mother was so upset with me for for a long time, for a long time. I, I can imagine that. Hold that thought, Derek Rizzo. Everyone, listeners, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? 
The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even coworker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience. You'll hear from experts and others who are experiencing the same things. And together, you will promote a common cause. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite twice every week, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety and on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. tuned in to might radio do you have a question or comment for our show perhaps you wish to share your own stories of human kindness please send an email to gabriella von ray at gmail.com that's g-a-b-r-i-e-l-l-a-v-a-n-r-i-j at gmail.com now back to might radio with gabriella von ray hi everyone and for the listeners out there if you're just tuning in we're talking about a mediated open adoption. Promises made in an open adoption with speaker and author Derek Rizzo. And don't get me wrong, I call him Rizzo because he likes to be called by his last name. Rizzo, we were just in the middle of you telling the introduction of this whole story and this unplanned pregnancy. Um, I have a little question that I was thinking about during the commercial break and because you wanted a specific set of parents that came from two different ethnicities. And I wasn't sure when you mentioned the fictitious names, of course, Jackie and Matt, if they actually were uh, uh, from different ethnicity, each of them. Yes. Um, Jackie is white and Matt okay. was black. So, so she's um, Caucasian and yeah. Matt was black. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So you did find the picture-perfect family. Yes. 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 Okay. And have you ever, there was one more question I had with that first part, did you ever, ever question that the letters were too picture-perfect? N- n- no, not in the beginning, but okay. towards the middle, like probably, uh, probably, probably like five to six years. That's when I started feeling some type of way. My spirit was telling me that, wait a minute, I'm sending certain items. For instance, like I, I'm the, the director of DM Up Basketball, and, and my claim of fame is shutting down Kobe Bryant in high school, and, and Nike Championship Production made a video of it, you know, and it's selling all over the world. And so I'm the DM Up guy, let's just say. You know, mm-hmm. I'm this DM up guy that all kids in the athletic field for basketball, you know, they really love the, 
the jerseys or the hoodies or the T-shirts that we give out. So when I'm sending those type of things and the DVD, you know, she never, like he's six years old now or seven, and, and she never commented on those items and that, that, you know, Ethan, oh, wore the DM up or take a picture with him with the DM up or, yeah, he watched the DVD. You know, certain things like that that was important, it was like weird to me. That she yeah. never replied to. So, yes, that's when I started thinking that these letters okay. are... The reason I'm asking you that is, as I told you, I'm adopted, and my adoptive mother told me all my life that there was no question in her mind that she wasn't going to answer anything about the biological family because she always would feel that as a threat, meaning the child could slip away and go back to the original family. And that was something that most adopted parents are really scared of. Y- yes. Yeah, and just just yeah. so you know, that's a lot of adopted parents have that that anguish. Oh, my God, what if they want the child back, you know? Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to let you tell your story, what happened uh, once the letters stopped. So tell me about that. Okay, up to about 11, 11 years old. Well, 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 here it goes. In between, like a couple years later, we get a letter saying that Jackie and Matt got divorced. So we have to, we have to, I have to tell you that. Um, okay. So, so, so that that was a letter, um, like probably when when Ethan was four years old or five. You know, they, they get divorced. So now. Uh, Jackie corresponds with with me, and um, the the birth mother has no longer wants any rights for letters. She she says she can't handle it, so now she's out of the picture. So now it's just the birth father, me, and corresponding with Jackie through the agency. So, so you're telling me the birth mother Sherry, right? Yes, did not want any any letters anymore. Yeah, she she stopped early, early in the process, really early in the process. She stopped. Um, Would you give us a little bit of insight why she made that choice without going into detail? I I mean, her privacy is her privacy. But I think for for the listener, it might be really interesting if you give us a little insight as to why someone stops. Was it too painful? What? Okay. She never told me because her and I completely stopped talking okay and so the agency had to be the one that told me saying that she received a letter from sherry saying that she can no longer take this it's too hard for her you know she's in college you know and everything and it's just too hard for her to receive any pictures or updates so that's what was told to me okay um so so now we can go all the way up to 11 years old Mm -hmm. and we were supposed to meet at least three times, three, within those 11 years. And Jackie uh, backed out all three times through the agency. agency would call me and say, oh, she backed out. Um, something came up. We were supposed to meet halfway. Wherever halfway was, you know, we are supposed to drive with the agency and meet, meet her. And, um, you know, each time. So it was the third time. So after that third time, when he's 11 years old, she stopped letters. She stopped everything. So now he's 12, and I still don't have anything. The agency can't get a hold of her. 
Um, the agency don't, you know, she said, the agency was like, hey, I don't know what to tell you, Derek. Like, you know, he is adopted. You know, you know, and then now it's starting to be like that now. He is adopted. And I'm like, what do you mean? You know, this is supposed to be like our promises. <laughs> Where's all our promises? Mm-hmm. You know, whatever happened to those? And then now everyone's up in the air with it. So I didn't stop. So mm-hmm. now he's 13 years old. So it's been like a year and a half that I have no contact, no pictures, no nothing. So remember what I told you when I was 18, I named his name for a reason. Yeah. And now here's the time. Okay. So MySpace was, was really popular in 2008, 2009, before mm-hmm. Facebook. You know, every, all the kids were on it. Yeah, absolutely. And even adults. So MySpace, if you went to MySpace and typed in a name and a search and type in the mile radius, let's just say a 100-mile radius, this particular name, um, you know, in, in the city, you know, a 100-mile radius of that city, particular city. So I typed in the city that I thought he might be in because when, they, when we were supposed to meet up halfway, I just did the mile radius from, from the information okay. that they gave me. So now I typed his name in, first one, only one. I, I still can't believe it to this day. Bingo. I mean, you had him in seconds then. In seconds. In seconds. Wow. The first one popped up, and this was the name. And I said, unbelievable. I, I saw his face. Um, so along with that, you know, his last name's on there. Um, so that must mean Matt's last name because they got married. You know, so I, all this came to my mind. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is Matt's last name. And... Mm-hmm. Um, his phone number is on there. You know, he's 13. You know, the kids are yeah. putting everything on there. And, yeah. and his city where he lives, his school. So uh, I did not contact him. That's a, a, a major no-no. I just I automatically, God put it on my mind to contact Matt. Since now I know Matt's last name and I know what area they live in, let me put a search out for Matt. So, okay. yes, that's what happened. Makes total sense. Yes. Um, so, so now I'm. I'm just. I, I, I called a lawyer in, in Los Angeles, and my lawyer. What do you mean you caught him? I, 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 <laughs> I called a kidding. lawyer. A lawyer that I, mean, I, I have connections in, in LA a lot. I know. I was just kidding. <laughs> so, my just cousins kidding. and everybody's lawyers or whatever. So <laughs> I, I called out there and I said, "Hey, I need a favor. I need you guys to search for this name." And, and call him up on the phone and tell, tell him that I want to speak to him. You know, that's all. I just wanted, I just wanted someone else to do it and, instead okay. of me just calling the adoptive father. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it worked. So, I mean, I got on the, within, within two weeks, I'm on the phone with Matt, you know, and I, he, he picked up the phone, and he, he was shocked to hear from me. And he said, he said what I wanted to hear. Well, what I didn't really want to hear, I, what I wanted confirmed. So yes. for the last four years, I've been feeling a certain type of way by thinking that Ethan doesn't even know he's adopted. You know, that's what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And so that was my first question to Matt. I mean, my first question said, just please tell me, does Ethan... Does, does Ethan even know that he's adopted? 
and then everything's quiet. He pauses, and he says, Derek, I, don't, I know you're going to be upset. And he says, no. He does not know. He doesn't know. He thinks that I'm his father. He thinks Jackie's his mother. And, he, and, and Jackie never gave him any, anything that you sent him. And I just, I just sat there. And I, God already told me that this was, 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 was happening. You know, I, I already knew. So I just remained calm and I said, hey, just how are we going to work this out? And, and then, we, you know, we went, went on from there. Mm-hmm. So that was deep. That was deep. Wow. Yeah. yeah, especially when you read all the letters. Oh my word, um, it's just amazing how how someone could write the letters like that and and just make you believe something. You know those promises. You're you're just believing those promises when you're sitting there at at 18 or whatever age you are when you're sitting there about to give your baby up, or even if you're the adopted parents. And that's one of my main things. My main message is you know, follow through with those promises that you, that you, that you make. But it's really hard. Uh, I, I mean, um, um, both sides of the coin must be, must, must be amazing, no? Because at the one hand, you, you love this child and you don't want to lose it. And at the other hand, you made this promise that the birth parents were always supposed to be in their lives. But how do you tell the child? Yeah, I just think... I, just I mean, they, at what age do you tell them that they're adopted? I think, I think that if, if this would happen to, to me and I'm on mm-hmm. the other side, I'm an adoptive parent, I'm going to tell the, the baby, you know, right as, as they're growing up. Like, even when, when, when they're small, showing them pictures, you know, just getting yeah. that picture in your, and let them play with the picture. You know, oh, yeah, you know, boom, 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 just, just let them do that. And then now, yeah, okay, the baby's talking, okay. Let them talk to, 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 uh, on the phone maybe, like say hi or something once, once every three months. Or, yep. you know, just something, you know, something just to put that name. To keep the in, connection. Yes, to keep that connection alive. And, and, yep. and, and my thing was with this mediated adoption, I wasn't mm-hmm. one that's saying, hey, I want to I be a part of his whole life. I'm, I'm going to be right there every, every moment. I'm, I'm going to be right there. I'm going to be right there. No, we had an agreement for every three months. You know, get pictures, letters, and then every every once in a while throughout his years growing up, okay, we, we might meet up halfway. Well, to me, it sounds like it's much more than just a broken promise in an open adoption. And Rizzo, we'll be right back after the commercial break. Well, thank you. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Listen for Trust Across America every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in as host Jordan Kimmel is joined by national experts in the fields of accounting, finance, organizational behavior, and sustainability, as well as companies that are applying strategies that are enabling them to be recognized as doing the right thing by the American Trust Awards. Your host Jordan Kimmel is himself a trusted professional with years of experience in applying strategies and consulting with today's leading firms. Trust Across America is heard Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to Might Radio. Do you have a question or comment for our show? Perhaps you wish to share your own stories of human kindness. Please send an email to Gabriella Von Ray at gmail.com. That's G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-A. V-A-N-R-I-J at gmail.com Now, back to Might Radio with Gabriella Von Ray. Hi everyone, and we're tuning in with speaker and author Derek Rizzo, Promises Made in an Open Adoption. Just before the break, Rizzo, I really got, I mean, I'm just telling you from, from my perspective and listening to your story, it almost seems like she never really intended to tell your boy about this adoption. What's, what's your take on this? Well, what my take on it um, now, that, that was yes. my take before. Of um, course. What you just said, uh, basically just never attended. Um, but what my take on it now is I, I think it, it was fair. It was fair um, of losing, you know, like you said, most adopted parents are. Losing their yeah. child, like you know, someone's gonna the, the uh, birth parents are gonna come back and take the baby. You know, they're afraid that um, my baby will want to be with you know their biological uh, family before me. You know, just that fear, which I'm totally against that statement. Totally. Okay, tell me why. I'm totally against that statement because if you're gonna go into adoption, like you want to be adopted parent, and and, and you want to do the open adoption, okay? So you're coming there knowing that these birth parents want to be a part of this child's life. Um, you have to be a, a straight-up person, <laughs> like an honest person, and just say, okay, this is what we want to do. We talked about it to my husband or to my wife. Yes, this is what we're going to do, and this is what we're going to abide by. And, and that's that. Don't just take the baby after, you know, you say what you want to say just to get the baby, and then, you know, eventually, oh, now I'm scared. No. You have to put yourself in the birth parent's shoes. If you, as a person right now, what if that was you? Wouldn't but, you want, if your but, birth parents want to know you? Okay, you but, want but one second, Rizzo, if you had been the adoptive parents, right? 
Yes. Would you have been willing? You're you're a parent yourself, right? Yes. Would yes. you be willing to share your child with biological parents as a sort of parenting with with two sets of parents? That might be really really tough too, though. If if there's a promise, and that's what you go in there for, you've got to keep it. You've got to keep it, or don't do it. Do not do a, a open adoption. What you do is you do a closed adoption. Absolutely. I agree with that, too. But in the open adoption, you have different levels. Is that correct? Yes. In the open adoption, okay. there's, there's the open that, that you're completely, um, you know, open. Transparent, right? Open. You, you, you know, even know their everything. names, you know where they yes. live, you know everything, right? Yes. yes. Okay. And, and then there's the mediated one that, that was, is like mine. Um, but did she, did you a, did she make a promise to you and Sherry before ever ever signing the papers that you would see your son on a regular basis? No, that wasn't what we wanted. That's not ah. that that this is not this this open adoption story is not yeah. about that. No, we never okay. said that. Nope. Okay. We just wanted our okay. boy to know who he, where he came from. Um, yep. Know that he's adopted. We wanted pictures, letters, which we okay. got, and and also meet up. You know, meet. We were supposed to meet up every every now and then. Let's just say a big holiday. You know, like the Thanksgiving. You know, here not not when he's little. Once he gets you know older, that was our agreement. Verbal. Okay. So once he had been in the teenage years, or once the boy before, started asking maybe that. about yeah. you two. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, a little. Yeah, when he when he's yeah. six, seven, eight, eight years old. That, that should have been our first contact. Yeah. Well, I, I, I really believe that you had, it sounds like both of you had the best intention, but then life kind of got away. I have a question for you. Do you think because Sherry stopped the connection at Ford that maybe this Jackie kind of hoped that you would too? Oh, that's a, a really good question because <laughs> if, Jackie, if Jackie knows that birth fathers are the forgotten man, like everyone yeah. knows, then I that's know. a perfect thing. Okay, this guy's going to be just like every other birth father. You yeah. know, that, that's, you know, which is not true. There's birth fathers out there, and I'm calling out for them. You know, I hope there's you know, a whole bunch of birth fathers listening right now. Because, oh. you know, there's no one stepping up, you know, today. Only. Oh, I mean, I can't say no one because there's two two people in the news today. Jason Patrick, he's a actor, um, played in Lost Boys. He's he's fighting for custody. He's a birth father, and then then also we have you know um, the uh, baby Veronica that's in there, and Dustin Brown. So he's fighting for mm-hmm. his um, daughter who who got adopted that he had no clue of and did not want to. To, to be a part of adoption. Um, so we do have a couple birth fathers stepping up in the news today. And, and also adoptive fathers, right, that fight. I mean, there was, there was this whole case about an Indian uh, toddler, right? And yeah, somebody, yeah, that's, that's they Brown. wanted her, yeah, they wanted her back. And the adopted parents won in this case because that child was so integrated with their family. How can you just rip them apart in that case either, right? Yeah, yeah. So in that case, they protected the child more than anything. Yeah, yes. But, but talk um, about uh, fathers on both sides of the aisle, the adopted father and the birth father. I think 
both of them, I'm really glad you talk about this because they both need to step it up. Does Matt see Ethan on a regular basis? Well, Matt, throughout the, throughout those years, he had custody, yeah. so he was paying child support. He was doing everything that, yes, a father Absol- should do. He had him on the weekends, took him fishing, everything. So he, so, you know, he had him throughout his life, and they still, you know, you know, they correspond. Yes. So did Matt help you? That's my big question now. Did Matt start helping you out with? Um, First of all, telling Ethan that he was adopted. How did how did that work? Well, I mean, well, well, that that worked. He 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 told him he told Ethan that he was adopted with his mother. So not okay. not Ethan's mother. His his so Ethan's grandmother, Matt's okay. mother. Okay. So so they went and approached him, and he said he 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 had a couple tears, and all we told him was he's adopted, and if you want to know more. You know, we, 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 we have the information, we know where he's at. You know, they didn't get into detailed, but when he told me that, once again, I'm, and I'm not saying that I'm right with everything, but you know, especially this situation, what I'm about to say, I wanted him to tell him everything. Yeah. I, I wanted him to tell him, hey, um, your, uh, your birth father's been there from day one, and he's been sending things to you, and he just, he loves you. You know, I wanted him to tell him the whole story, which is, yes, it's pretty wrong. Okay, it's wrong right then at that moment. So I, I, I was happy but not happy. So he told him, and then that was it. So then Jackie found out that Matt, Matt ended up calling Jackie and said, hey, I told him. So that's how that happened. And then after that, I haven't heard from Matt. So, no, he, he didn't help with anything. He said he wanted to, maybe we could sit down and, you know, I can tell him that you're, you're, you know, you're a friend of mine and we could, we could have that lunch. So now here's Matt telling these, these lies, you know. So, and why it, did he start with the lies? What, yeah, yeah, what, what no do you clue. think was his motivation? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're just all scared. I mean, these, these people are scared. Like, you know, Matt, Matt telling me that, that yes, we're going you know, to have lunch and, and, and then he's going to be there, and you'll be there, and you can give him your DM up jersey, you know, whatever. And I just say that you're a friend of mine. This is before he was going to tell him, you know. Okay. But just start and what ha- what happened to the mediation of the agency? Because they're not doing their job, right? Um, n- I can't say that. No, that's that's wrong. They oh, okay. the, the agency was dealing with me any time that I wanted to contact, you know, Jackie. They were tried. They 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 tried. Now, mind you, once they couldn't get a hold of her anymore, it, it, was just, it was just over. I left the agency alone. I said, you know what? Now that's when I'm going for my search. I'm throwing out my card, you know, my ace. I got my ace in the hole type of thing, and that was the name, the name, how I spelt it. So I said, I'm going to take care of it my way. So the okay. agency did not know I was doing the search, did not know anything no longer. She just knew that I wasn't calling her anymore. Okay. So, so yes, the agency um, kept me through. They they got me through, you know, the whole process. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, and then you had an. Inc- I'm I'm just moving along a little yes. bit because of time. Yes. Uh, the miracle. Talk to me about the miracle. I just like the word in itself. <laughs> I still miracle, believe in miracles huh? every day. So, yeah. Um, tell me about the miracle. The miracle happens. 16 years later, you know, he's 16 years old, and from my job description, I travel all over 
on the East Coast, and we help high school athletes get in college by filming their, their athletic sport, you know, their game, and then we send it to coaches. So mm-hmm. I'm all over the place. Well, now okay. I am in the same gym, the same gym as the adopted mother, Jackie. And the person that I've been looking and searching for, she's in the gym. I mean, it's unreal wow. how this whole story came along. And she was alone. She wasn't with her son. She, she wasn't with her son. She was with her new husband. Um, throughout those letters, throughout those 11 years, she, she sent a picture of the new husband, you know, and, and said his name and, you know, everything like that. So she's with the new husband, and he, he, he is African-American. He's black. Um, and so I'm looking, and I'm like, that's him. I remember that picture. These, oh, I'm like nervous. I'm shaking. And, and I'm looking for now Ethan. So I'm like looking in the stands. I'm looking in the student section. I'm, I'm doing everything, and I have a video camera. And so I'm videotaping, you know, zooming in and trying to find them. And no, don't find them. So at halftime, I get down and I walk to the concession stand, and I'm starting to look up top, so she can get an eye, you know, eye contact. And looking, and no eye contact. I'm like, oh, my word. So then I walk back, and I'm like, I know this is her. I know this is her because I know I was in the area. I knew I was in the area, you know, where, where they live. So, mm-hmm. so now, after the game, they walk out. I leave the camera. I mean, it's $5,000 worth of equipment. I just left it. Who cares? Ran down. I saw a police officer. I grabbed the cop, and I said, please walk with me to the parking lot. I want to hand the adopted parents my business card. We lost contact. That's all. And he said, okay, okay. So we're, we're moving fast. We're moving fast to the parking lot. So I know the guy's name, the husband. So I said, hey, hey, T. I said, hey, T. And then he stopped, and I said, hey, I just want to give you my card. So I run over to him, give him the card, and he said, okay, thanks. He looked at me, and then she looks at me, Jackie. And I said, Jackie? I want you to call me, please. And she says, oh, my God, it's him. And she ran to the car and started crying. And then, you know, T says, I told you it looked like him. You know, that's what he yelled at her. And then he was like, listen, Ethan already knows. Now he's being stern. He's 6'6". I'm 6'2". He's 6'6", guy. You know, it looks like it's going to be some conflict or something. And he says, listen, we told him. That's all I got to tell you. Just let it go, and he knows who you are, um, you know, and, and that's it. And I'm like, no, that's not it. I want to talk to you man to man right here. You weren't there in the beginning. You don't know what promises was made, and you're going to hear them now. And I want you to put yourself in my shoes because you have a boy just like I have a boy. And then he says, let me hear you. The cop is right there listening. All the cars are leaving. It's just Jackie and her car. Parking lot's empty. He heard me out for 45 minutes. At the, at the end of that 45 minutes, he gave me a hug. The cop hugged me and said, this is a lifetime movie. And then we just laughed and smiled. And then he said, the, um, T said, my wife's calling you tonight. She's calling you tonight. You're a straight-up guy, Derek. And thanks for stopping me. And then that was that. I mean, it was unbelievable. Okay. 
Um, and so Jackie um, calls me mm-hmm. an hour later. Wow. Cried, okay. I, I, and I told her, hey, I forgive you. I forgive you. And I said, I just want to make it right. Let's move on. Let's move forward. And after that conversation, uh, you know, certain things happen. You know, throughout the, month, the six months later, she disappears again. And, you know, then, then we got connected again the following year. And boom, she, she let me see my, my, my baby boy. She let me see him. So, How old was he when you met him face-to-face? Um, he, well, no, he, that, that, same, that same year, six months later. So he was 16. He was 16 okay. years old. And it was just last year. I mean, just last year in, in November. Okay. Um, I, I got to meet him, you know, hugged him, and, and I also bought him a truck. I bought him a <laughs> truck. He's 16. He was getting his license. So I, I bought him a truck, and that's but, what he wanted. And I mean, tell, us, tell us for the, the listener the, the emotional insight behind it for the boy. What, what, I mean, this must be incredible for him, for Ethan. Yeah, yeah, Ethan, Ethan doesn't really show emotions. It's like he's quiet. He's not, like, I'm really outspoken. He, no, he's, he's, I'm he's, just kidding. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 right? So Sorry about that. that, I couldn't help it. <laughs> I know, that the listener cool. have not noticed that you were outspoken. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he doesn't have that, and so he's just, you can't tell. I, I really don't know. He, he doesn't show that emotion side, and it's like, yeah, you know, when he texts, we have a text relationship now, and and it, he doesn't, I, I can't get anything out of him, like, how he feels inside. I can't at all. I don't know. But you know what? Um, I smiled, and you can't see that on radio, when you said, we have a text relationship now. I really smiled because you know I work with kids. And I would say that's the highest praise Ethan has given you to be his text friend buddy. Yes. 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 In this day and age, that's a huge compliment. Yes. 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 And um, I mean, on Christmas, he texts me, Merry Christmas. On, on my birthday, it, it, you know, he knows that's, my birthday. That's the way they relate today to yes. the rest of the world. So yes. that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. It must have been something. Now, why, why? You met this boy. It obviously touched your heart. You're obviously thrilled that he's in your life. Why a book? What okay. is it that you want to accomplish with the book and being a public speaker now? Yes. Well, my message is, you know, if you choose open adoption, follow with your promises to the birth parents, Beware of the birth parents' feelings, because we have feelings, too. I want you to go by, I have something really interesting that's in the beginning of my book, and it's called Mm -hmm. the Baby Boy Code. And that's why I'm writing this book. For one, first of all, for uh, even if I only gave it to one person, and it's Ethan. You know, Ethan will have have it forever. He'll know know his life. He'll know everything that that I went through. Um... And then the other reasons is for these adopted parents and birth parents to follow this baby boy code, um, wisdom, integrity. You know, use both heart and logic with all the uncertainties in life. Only commit yourself to promises you know and you feel in your heart. 
and mine are truthful. Your heart will tell you what you want to do and then ask yourself logically if you can realistically keep those promises. Trust, love, and commitment. These key words, being truthful and faithful to the commitments that are made, agreeing and honoring the promises to the birth parents and the child is courageous. Trust knowing that the genuine commitment and promise will be Mm -hmm. fulfilled for the adoration and safety and integrity of the situation for all those who are involved. That's my message. You know, and I think if people live by that, we won't be here today with adopted parents not keeping promises. Yeah, absolutely. So you want to take a little bit of the fear away of losing the yeah. child yeah. and and find a sort of combination where it could work out for both. Yes. yes. For that, you need a very secure people. Yes. Because we all evolve, right? So. Yes. Even even with my best of intention, let's let's say I want to marry tomorrow and I'm only 16. With the best of intention, I will marry and put a child into the world. But you know that things evolve. And, and just like Sherry couldn't cope with it and had to, you know, walk out of it. How, how many people have you heard of in while researching your own adoption? So many people have never even told their spouse that they put up a child for adoption. I've heard that many, many times throughout the last 30 years because it's something embarrassing, you know? You have this new life, and how are you going to tell this big secret that for a lot of people and a lot of religions, i got to honestly bring that in there, Mm -hmm. is a problem because they don't feel that they can be accepted in the family if they have done such a thing prior, right, and let go a child. So it, it, it puts a, a lot of stress on the woman, too, in, in, in the case of adoption and talking openly about it. I mean, I think we're getting better and better and we're going in the right direction, but there is still a lot of problems. Yeah. Would you agree? Yes, definitely. Everything. Everything you just said, that's, that's what's happening. And can I, may I ask real quickly, why did Matt and Jackie not keep their promise of marriage to each other? I, or, or you have no idea. I, I never asked that question. I never asked that question. Um, and all I, I do know, just for and for Jackie's sake, you know, after hearing the story for the listeners, um, Jackie will be doing um, a TV interview with me in the future. She will okay. be. She 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 wrote the the last chapter in my book. You know. Okay. So so you know, her and I, you know, do have communication. And um, she wants to tell the world her story, and she wants to help adoption adopted parents as well with the fair. Absolutely. But fear is our number one commonality on so many levels. It's the biggest thing to overcome for all of us. Now, we have 30 seconds left. I wish we had 30 minutes left, but I want to give you the opportunity, Derek, to tell people where to go to find more information, and especially how to book you for engagements. Yes, okay. I would like everyone to go um, to the Facebook page. So it's facebook.com slash theopenadoption. Okay. Um, and also, you know, you can follow on Twitter, twitter.com slash theopenadoption. And also, there, there's a couple of videos, and there's going to be more videos out there coming soon. 
and the youtube.com slash the open adoption and you can book book me for speaking um, engagements for adoption agencies um, or even you know motivational speaking about um, other topics um, that overcoming life obstacles and you can book me um, 570-322-3298 okay just a little glitch with your number when when I called it Five seconds before the show, it says that your mailbox is full. Oh, so I would empty it out real quickly. <laughs> I'm just trying to be helpful here. Yeah, yeah, geez. How big. <laughs> you can count on me here. It's like 20 messages in there. I got to get Yeah, I want I people to be able to call you, Derek Rizzo. Yeah. Listen, it's been great that you're on the show. And I really advise you to put that segment everywhere on Voice America. It's really great that you want to empower both the adopted parents and the birth parents and keep going because the rights of birth fathers and fathers period should be heard. So thank you so much for coming on the show and I'm sure we'll do another segment together. Thank you. Thank you so much listeners. And we'll be back next week for Might radio. Thank you again for joining us this week. Might Radio with Gabriella Von Ray can be heard every Friday at noon Eastern Time, 9 Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week, and until our next show, think of a random act of kindness that you can perform. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.